Hey guys, my name is Selena and I'm here with my friend Sierra Cheyenne. You're from LA, right? I'm from, yeah, I'm from Watts. There we go. Mm -hmm. Watts, California. Watts, Watts. Watts it. Anyways, we met at church and Sierra is just doing things. God is moving through her. I'm super excited to just share what he's done because I think if you told people, oh yeah, I'm from Watts, California. California, grew up in Pomona area, and now you're in LA. If people hear this testimony, I know that it'll bring hope to people that are like us, mm -hmm. people that are living in the IE. Like how many stories do you get to hear about that? And now you're living in LA. It's been interesting for you. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. It's been interesting, but Sierra is a fashion designer. She has her own line. It's called Sierra Cheyenne. It's upscale, nice, bomb, good quality, period. Period. And she has been on a few shows lately. She was on Making the Cut. Tell them what you were on, because I have them at the top of my head, but I'm going to butcher them. Yeah, no, I was interviewed on Tamron Hall's up and coming designer series. Um, she selected a few designers from around the country to come and she interviewed us. And yeah, I was on Making the Cut. It's on Amazon Prime TV season three. Mm -hmm. And you just got an article in Vogue, I saw. I did get featured in Vogue being at uh, New York Fashion Week in September. I was also just featured um, on BET and I've been featured in Essence Magazine and a few others. Yes, tell them. And I feel like it's really important and it's not to boast. It's to really say, look at what God has done and where he has brought me. And you are a faith based designer. So I really, really want to touch bases on that because I think that's interesting to be in the fashion industry. Like how common is that to see something like that faith based entrepreneur? Well, you know, I think it's important to really uh, touch on faith-based uh, because, you know, people think automatically when you're a faith-based designer that, you know, you, you have God plastered across the back of your t-shirt. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it's more about intentionality, um, the way that I move daily, uh, the way that I incorporate God in my business plan, mm -hmm. the way that I, you know, make sure that he's leading me and uh, my steps are ordered in the process of being an entrepreneur and building my business. So even like building my team and just making sure that I'm on one accord with God, but it doesn't necessarily mean like I'm designing clothes that are what the world would say mm -hmm. is, you know, a God clothing brand. Yeah. And that's so cool. And I feel like you do it very gracefully. So I'm very, very proud of you. And I know that God is really proud of you. Tell us a little bit of when you started becoming a designer. When did God give you this vision and when did he put it on your heart? Um, okay, so, you know, I started designing when I was a young girl. I was about five or six. Wow. Um, but before I started sketching dresses, I actually was sketching furniture. So I would like sketch lamps and like sofas and things. And then when I got about uh, 15, you know, I wanted to start my own clothing brand and my mom helped me with that. She invested $500. Um, and in high school, what I would do is like dip dye, like denim shorts and like stud camo jackets. I would like go get at vintage shops and um, I would make screen printed t-shirts. And that's kind of how I got my start like in high school. Wow, that's so cool. How did that conversation come about? I was just talking 
to somebody else about that investing in your child's dream and vision sometimes it seems like oh this is just a hobby Mm -hmm. or you know are you really even going to pick up that stuff again if I invest in that what was that conversation like with your mom when you told her I want to be a designer and Mm -hmm. she invested five hundred dollars into that So that conversation didn't happen until I was in high school. I was a senior and um, I think it was 11th grade. I took an elective. It was a fashion design course. So that was like my first ever fashion design like class where I learned how to design. Um, And I actually haven't shared this with many people, but I started my own fashion club. So like all my friends on like lunch break would like go outside and be cool at the lunch table and like hang out. And we were in a classroom during lunch like having a club like a fashion club (laughs) and I led it um and so I would force my friends to like come with me because I'd be like you know like there's only like five people on the on the club so I need you guys to join in so the numbers can like increase and we can look like we have a legit club um and then I told my mom I wanted to attend fashion school um she wasn't like all the way on board with that plan she was just like fashion school like that's an AA degree like that's not a four-year degree um and I can remember um, we were raising money for for our class and I produced my very first fashion show and I produced it. Um, I directed it. I casted the models. I did the styling. I came up with the playlist. I even choreographed like the runway walks. Wow. And so like I did everything. And I remember at that time um, I actually had really bad grades in a couple of classes. And my mom was like, I'm confused on why you are producing a fashion show and you can't even pass math. Um, and I remember I was so sad because I really wanted her to be at that show and to see the hard work I put in. And when I got there, I looked in the audience. My mom was not there. And she was like, I'm not coming to a fashion show and you can't even pass your classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I said, hey, I really want to go to fashion school. So I started doing research. I found FITM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, which is in downtown L.A. And um, I set up a meeting with the counselor there. And of course, your parent has to be in attendance. So my mom, you know, she came with me and I just remember her pulling out like this big stack of papers out her purse when we got to the meeting. And I was like, what is that? And she was like, well, I did research and it shows statistically that 80 percent of people who graduate from this school only get an AA and they only make fifty thousand dollars a year and they're not successful and this and that. And I was like, where is she getting this from? So I was a little bit like sad. I remember crying and I was like, "Okay, like she's made a decision for me that I'm not going to fashion school. So she just set me up and we came here for no reason. (laughs) Um, She came with the facts. She literally pulled a pack of papers out her purse in an envelope. Like, wow. I was just so, like, why would you do that? Like, you just embarrassed me in front of the counselor. Like, wow. I'm so confused. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, when did she, what happened after that? Okay. You're like, and that's so, it. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, um... Yeah, I kind of just let that dream go. I was like, whatever, I'm not going to go to fashion school because at the end of the day, like, my mom is, whatever she says, goes. Like, it's her high, it's her way or the highway, like, literally. Um, so I ended up applying for some other schools, and I applied for HBCUs, Historically Black Colleges, and I had got accepted into a few universities like Hampton and Howard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Tuskegee was the one school that gave me the most money for um, a scholarship, and so that's kind of how I made my decision. I had never been to Alabama in my life. 
I just remember like getting there and I just saw like cows and like sheep on the road. And I was like, this is so country. Take me back to LA. Like I just, <laughs> I don't know like what I signed up for, but this is not it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got there and I think I majored in business management. That was like my, my, my mom was like, Hey, like, I think you should just like study business. And then I remember doing research cause I'm my mom's child. And I was like, people who work in business management don't make that much money. So I ended up changing my major to sales and marketing. Mm. And I was like, okay, I want to own a business one day. Um, and that's like kind of when I, you know, I was like, yeah, I think I want to own like a fashion company. But at the same time, I was like, do I want to be a stylist? Like, what do I want to do? But I always knew I was going to be in fashion. I just didn't know particularly what. Um, but I love clothes. And, you know, I love like watching runway shows since a young child and like all of those things. So I always knew I was going to be in fashion. Um, so I get to Tuskegee. And um, I'm majoring in business. And my freshman year, I started designing like earrings. I don't know if you guys remember that show, like Basketball Wives. Yeah. Yeah. So like when that was like really hot, um, this was like 2000 and what? 11 mm -hmm. um they used to wear these really big like hoops with like these beads on them yeah and so i was in my dorm like making those earrings and like selling them like i was hustling earrings there we um, go and then i started like sewing t-shirts i learned how to um sew i got my first sewing machine like at walmart and yeah i started hustling like i remember one day it was lunchtime on a wednesday we call it fried chicken wednesdays <laughs> And um, I stood outside the calf and I set up like a rack and I had bought the rack from Walmart. It was like those cheap, like plastic ones that like break. Um, and I made like almost $300 on lunchtime, like in an hour and a half. Wow. And I was like, yo, like this can be a viable business. Like I can make clothes and sell them. And so that's when I kind of knew like I had something. Yeah. yeah despite the discouragement you had felt before you still like it was still instilled in you mm -hmm. like this is like in your blood at this point it just comes naturally to you um that is crazy though the packet with your mom yeah. I literally did you ever tell her what was happening during these lunch breaks in college like hey I'm making money I'm um, selling I think in the beginning no I didn't tell her it wasn't until I started getting custom orders. So people on campus would come to me and be like, hey, like, you know, the gal is coming up. Can you make me a gown? And so at that time, I started doing like custom stuff, okay. which today I absolutely hate doing custom work. Like, unless you're Beyonce, like I'm, I'm most likely not making you a dress. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like the fact of like people bringing me a picture and telling me to remake it because it doesn't feel like creative to me. It's like I'm just remaking something you've already found on the Internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so that's just where I'm at with that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I told her, I think she knew that I was serious. I remember coming. So this is what happened. My, after my second year of college, I dropped out. Okay. I couldn't afford tuition. So I moved back to LA and then I told my dad, I was like, Hey, like I'm going to start working at Ross so I can save money to go back to school. And that was like my first like retail job, uh, working at Ross hated it never would ever do that again i would never recommend anyone work at ross like it's just horrible um like it's just i can't the go backs like people just throw stuff anywhere like i worked at tj maxx so oh my god i hate it do you remember go backs why 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 would i spend this much time putting stuff back if people are just gonna put it back on the floor it was it was pretty bad it was pretty bad and then the pillows have to be like color coordinated by size and it's just like too much it's too much so so I, um, yeah, I remember coming back and 
I remember my mom, like, she she was like, hey, we're going to go to lunch with your dad. Keep in mind, like, my parents don't get along. And I was like, why are we going to lunch with my dad? Like, you guys don't even talk. Yeah. So we get there, and she's, like, having a discussion with me and my dad. And she's like, hey, like, I know Sierra is, like, really serious about getting into fashion design. Um, and, you know, I wanted her to go to a four-year university. But once she graduates, I will allow her to go to fashion school. And I was like, allow? Like, I'm grown now. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we kind of had a conversation and I was like, OK, my mom like, actually sees I'm serious about this. Yeah. Like she like actually understands mm-hmm. like this is what I want to do with my future and like building my career. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm leaving, leaving out some bits and pieces, but <laughs> but this is the important yeah. part. That's that's good, though. And so after that, did you go to school after that meeting with your parents? So after I graduated from Tuskegee in sales and marketing, um, I came back and I was looking for a job in fashion. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a conversation with God. I was like, hey God, like, you know, I want to be a designer. Um, And I thought in my mind, the only way for me to become a fashion designer and like, you know, get a job in fashion, work for a company, was to have a degree in fashion design. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was looking for a job and at the same time, I was like, okay, I'm gonna apply for schools. And since I've always wanted to go to FITM, I reapplied for FITM. I remember getting like maybe $14,000, but I was still short thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. So I was praying, like asking God to like lead me and like finding the finances to pay for fashion school because it was expensive. And I remember I had like a short deadline, like before the semester started. And I remember getting an email and she was like, hey, Sierra, like, just want to let you know you have like five days to come up with like the remaining balance. And I was just like crying. I finished this project. I didn't get that scholarship. And I'm just like, nothing's working out. So I'm like, hey, God, like, is this for me? Like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, And, you know, the deadline comes and I'm like, "Okay, God hasn't answered me. So that means it's a no. And I just remember God like telling me he was like, hey, like, You don't have to go the route that everyone else is going. Like, I'm going to get you to the destination, but my way. Mm. And when I was applying for jobs, you know, I didn't get any callbacks. So I was just like, yeah, like I'm believing like, oh, I'm not getting the job because I don't have a degree in fashion. And so one day I printed out my resume and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start knocking on doors. So I remember like Googling fashion companies in Pomona and I found this building and I was like, oh, like this seems like a cool company to work for. So I went, showed her my resume and I was like, my name's Sierra. I would love if you could give me an interview. And she was like, can I give you an interview? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to do it the old school way. I'm just going to start knocking on doors, showing my resume. Like I'm not getting on Indeed anymore. Like that's not working out for me. Yeah. So she's like, okay, like, I'll give you an interview. Let's see. So we sit down, we have a conversation. She's like, okay, like, you know, if this works out, I'll give you a call back. So a week goes by, two weeks, three weeks. I'm like, I'm not getting a call back. So this isn't working out. And so I started intentionally praying, like, God, I really need you to, like, open up a door for me because I need to work somewhere to get some experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I found this job, and I remember going driving to the interview and I pretended that like Jesus was sitting in the front seat with me like on the way to the interview so I get to the location for the interview and I get out the car I go around to the passenger side and then I open the door and I'm like okay Jesus like let's go 
So like I'm pretending like, like Jesus is with me going into this interview. And then I close the door. I go in the building. I get to the table. I pull the chair out for Jesus. Jesus sits down and I have the interview with the lady. And so when she leaves the room, like I'm literally like, let's pretend you're Jesus. And I go, Jesus, like, I need you to get me this job. Yeah. <laughs> I need this job, Jesus. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know why the interview went so fast. Like, so to me, in my mind, I was like, she already made up her mind and she's not going to hire me. And she comes back and she goes, you know what? I'm going to give you a shot. And she hires me on the spot. And I was like, you go, Jesus. <laughs> you go. Yeah. What made like, you decide to do that, though? I have no idea. I just was like, I think I watched a sermon, Ron Carpenter. He's one of my favorite pastors. And he was talking about inviting Jesus into every space with you. And I was like, okay, well, let's like literally invite Jesus into this space. So I took him in the car with me to that interview and I got the job. And I remember on the first day, like, I cried at work. I just remember like tears coming down and I was like, I pray for this and it happened. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I'm in this space and all of my coworkers, I'm the only one who doesn't have a fashion design degree. So I've been told my whole life, like you won't get like hired at a fashion company unless you have a degree like majoring in that field. Mm -hmm. And here I am in that space with no fashion design degree, like self-taught designer. Mm -hmm. There was nothing but God. Nothing but God. Nothing but God. And I think that's like how you were saying in the beginning of the interview, you know, I'm a faith based designer. You don't see God everywhere plastered on, to on top of my designs, but you see him through me mm -hmm. by the way that I walk, I talk mm -hmm. and design right. and inviting him in a space. Some people might think that sounds silly. Mm -hmm. Listen, when you have a dream, mm -hmm. you be looking silly half of the right. time, right. half of the time trying to pursue something that a lot of people think that you're crazy for doing in the, the first the place. First place yeah. You're going to try to get a job. You want me to give you an interview? Yep. And you go in with confidence and because you're willing to do it. God's put it on your heart and it feels so heavy mm -hmm. that like you have to just believe in yourself because God's gifted you with that. And you see that and you believe it. And you know, there's no way that God's going to let this gift be wasted. Mm -hmm. And he did not let that gift be wasted. Right. That is crazy. What year was that when you got that job in Pomona? 2018 no so it wasn't in Pomona um it was in city of industry okay yeah so the one in Pomona didn't work out she told me no well she didn't give me a call back basically <laughs> but the one that you took Jesus with the one that I took Jesus with is the one I got and so that's another thing I was very specific too I was like I wrote on the prayer also because I prayed about that job I was like I don't want to commute more than 20 minutes mm. um I want to like I literally listed out everything. I was like, I'm not driving more than 20 minutes to get there. Like that was like a requirement for me. Yeah. And I just remember someone telling me, like, when you pray, you have to be specific. You yeah. have to be very, very specific. And for me, I listed out like, you know, this is the income I want to make. I want to be promoted in a couple of years, which I ended up being promoted to junior associate designer two years in. Wow. Um, and like all of these things. So I like listed it out and specifically like prayed for those things. It's sprinkling right now, but we don't let a little drizzle stop us out here. Yeah. So my question was, what does it feel like being a faith-based entrepreneur mm -hmm. and designer 
in the world? Like, does that ever feel lonely? Do you ever feel like you're different? I know in the past we've talked about, you've been on interviews and they've, they've told you, Hey, we love what you do. We love the designs that you do, but keep the Jesus talk on a minimal. Mm -hmm. What is that like? Yeah. I mean, you do have to be very confident in who you are. I think that as I get older, I'm starting to recognize that this really isn't my life. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, it's God's life mm -hmm. and he's placed me here as a vessel. So when you're purpose driven, you have to remember and like will it back in and say, Hey, like, yes, this is like my interest. This is what I love to do. This is what I'm building and all of these things. But at the end of the day, like I'm on an assignment, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You have to remember that. And I mean, I'm not going to say things don't get hard sometimes because I even have those thoughts to myself. Like, am I, am I talking about Jesus too much? You know what I mean? That, that is a very common thought of mine, but it's like, how can you talk about Jesus too much? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, like, how, how is that even possible? Yeah. <laughs> and for me, I think I'm starting to really come into who I, I was called to be and who I was created to be like as a woman. So I think my confidence has kind of boosted a lot lately where I'm just like, either you like it or you don't, or you move on. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like I'm still going to get to where I'm going to go. It doesn't matter if one person says yes, one person says no, or they're telling me, hey, you're, you're, you're speaking too much about Jesus. It, it doesn't matter because the doors that are going to be open for me are still going to be open for me. Sure. But I will say it does get challenging because when you look at the industry, I can't name one designer that I know of that's on like a high scale on a high level that represents God um, in everything that they do. Mm -hmm. um, I can't name one designer. I don't know, not one designer that I can name to you, Selena, and say, hey, like this is someone I look up to like in the fashion industry who loves Jesus. I can't name one. Yeah. No, that's really good. I. I remember there being this time, um, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but my once I started to realize that that's like a real thing, mm -hmm. um, okay, packed vision. Who can I look up to that is on the same mission as packed vision as a brand, mm -hmm. a backpack brand, mm -hmm. a podcast, an outdoor who can I look up to? And my heart started like grieving mm -hmm. because I was telling God, God, who can I look up to? As an example, here on this earth, I have you, but who can I look up right. to? And it, it makes you sad because it makes you feel alone. And But I do remember starting to pray for God to show me people similar. Mm -hmm. Might not be a backpack designer, but similar. Mm -hmm. And I started, he started revealing them to me and I was like, okay, God, it's possible. Mm -hmm. Like it's possible. Um, and then you said something like, I started to realize like this life isn't mine. Mm -hmm. And the moment I had that epiphany or that revelation from God, like these days are literally not mine and I'm on a mission. Mm -hmm. It changes your whole perspective about your confidence and who you are in Christ. Right. So when you speak about him, am I being too much? Mm -hmm. Is Jesus too much? Mm -hmm. Because I'm here because of him. Right. Everything I have in my hands, these hands have created because he's created me. Right. And so having that confidence. So have you at least found friends 
in your industry that you can speak about in a safe space and have these conversations with? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do have a few friends that are in the fashion industry. A lot of my friends are actually designers, which is like, I guess that's a coincidence. I'm not sure. <laughs> but you, you usually gravitate towards people because you have common interests. But I will say that a friend of mine, Jasmine, you know Jasmine, um, she is a designer um, of the Grace Maid, and now she has started a new uh, venture called Make Good Fashion. Really? Yeah. And so actually during COVID, well, so we met also at ALFC, Jasmine and I. Um, and what's funny is, I kind of want to just tell this quick story. Jasmine and I met at Amazon. So I was doing product styling um, for about a year and a half to two years at Amazon, I think. I remember God had a conversation with me because they started to cut my hours short and I wasn't getting as much work. And I start to see her on the schedule more. And something in me, like, I just developed, like, this anger towards her. And I started to be, like, very, like, mean towards her. And I didn't like her because I thought that, you know, she was, like, basically potentially taking my work hours. And so that means I made less money. And I remember, like, God having a conversation with me. And he's like, you know, you don't know why I placed her in your life. And, of course, it, it like... I would have to tell you the whole circle, like it's a, it's a full circle moment of how, why Jasmine was placed in my life. <laughs> um, like all the way back to being on Making the Cut season three, that was because of her telling me to apply for the show. Um, but God was telling me like, you, you have this anger towards her because you think that, you know, she's stealing hours and all this kind of stuff. But like, little do you know, like I placed her in your life for a reason. And so we became friends and, you know, she's a designer, I'm a designer and we would come to work and we would have conversations about like building our brand and all these things and like including God, um, you know, in our businesses and just like being like super intentional about it. Like, um, you know, we would pray together and then later on she ended up getting an office space and she was like, hey, like, do you want to share the office space with me? And I was like, yeah, I love that. Like, I, I need an office space. That's something that I need right now in this season. And you okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is just really important for people to hear. Mm -hmm. And so we started we started sharing an office space. And, you know, we, we had our challenging days. Like, let's say that sales aren't great. You know, I could see it on her face or she could see it on my face. Like, we would come together. We would pray together. Like, we prayed in that office space together, you know, um, and things like that. So I think it's really important to answer your question is to have, like, someone. And if, you know, some people don't have that someone, it's okay, like God is still gonna bring you that person, but definitely like be intentional about like finding that person. You can, you know, have conversations with and just ask like, hey friend, like I'm not doing okay today. Like, can you pray for me or can you pray with me? Um, and then also like being that friend back to that person, I think is important. Like asking someone, is there something you need me to pray for, for you? Or is there any like, you know, thing in your business that you're struggling with that I can help you with? So I think that, that that's, that's important. How were you able to get over the fact or like what revelation did you because you said that God told you you don't know why I put her in your life. Mm -hmm. Was it then in that moment that you're like, OK, I'm going to like put my guard down and like t be open to her? Yes, um, it was that. And then also I just saw Jesus through her and I was like, I want to get to know God on that level. Like there was something like 
that I started to recognize in her. And I was like, she's going so hard for God. Like, I want to experience God in that way. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's when the shift actually happened in my life. I think it was 2018 is where I, I surrendered my life to God. And I said, you know, I've known you my whole life. Like, I've been going to church my whole life. Um, I've been praying my whole life. I've been talking to you every day, God. But I want to experience you in a way I've never experienced you before. Yeah. And so when I invited God into my life in that way, that's when he started to move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it made me emotional because, well, one, you just admitting that these were your real emotions that you were feeling in a moment where you felt in need. Mm -hmm. You felt like I need a job. I need my hours. And I feel like it's being taken by this person. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we're when we feel in need. You know. I think our flesh begins to ignite in those moments and it really takes um, a moment of stillness with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to say like, can you help me try to understand this because it just feels unfair mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that you had a relationship with God to have a moment of stillness for him to show you because <laughs> everything that unveiled after that was like that was a gift like God was like I'm gonna provide for you Sierra mm -hmm. <laughs> just yeah. not in the way that you think right now with right. these Amazon hours yeah. he was like these little hours that's nothing what I'm getting ready to do is gonna blow your mind like so <laughs> much bigger and then you're on making the cut and you know now you have an office you had an office with her mm -hmm. um after that and I think that it was important God was like I know what you need mm -hmm. not what you want right now but what you need right and I think that that's very important um, for people to hear because I think the enemy likes to twist things a lot, too, when he knows there's two or a few powerful children in the kingdom creating for a bigger purpose. And it's really easy for us to get caught up in what we see with our eyes. Right. Leaning on our own understanding. That's a huge one for me. It's like I have to ask myself sometimes, like, Am I leaning on my own understanding or am I seeking God for his understanding? Because yeah. it's two totally different things. We can't see around the corner and what tomorrow brings. So when you go off your emotions and your feelings, you don't know like what plans God has for you in the future. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so what's, what's your next dream that you're willing to share with us on Packed Vision for Sierra Cheyenne? Even if it sounds crazy, scary to share. Yeah. Um, I haven't shared this with too many people. Uh, this is not necessarily like a short-term goal, more like a long-term. Well, who knows? God, God, God could do it tomorrow. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, but I've always had a dream of starting a nonprofit organization under the Fashioned and Faith label for, um, you know, young children who are you know, wanting to become fashion designers and who don't have the finances or the resources. So basically, essentially, it'll be an academy school. And I've had visions of this school, and like what the building looks like and everything. But basically, people would come volunteer their services and we would teach the young children like how to become fashion designers um, and give them the tools that they need to set up and succeed. Um, so that's just always been a dream of mine, um, particularly children who are in underserved communities. So like coming from Watts, I know like growing up, seeing my parents like struggle and things like that, not having like 
the finances to put me in certain programs and things. There's always been like the YMCA's and like art schools that in the summer, like you could come to. And um, I know how that had an impact on me becoming who I am today because that opened up my mind to like being a creative. And so I know how important that is. That's awesome. That's exciting. I believe it'll happen. That's awesome. Now, how would you encourage people who want to become a designer? I feel like that's very intimidating, if I'm being honest. I feel like it's super competitive. You're always having to prove yourself to people, get yourself in rooms that are hard to get access, you know, with. But I know when you have Jesus, he can get you in rooms that you couldn't even imagine. Um, He got you in a room, in a showroom, right, in New York Fashion Week, and one day you'll freaking have clothes on a runway show too and your own show um how can you encourage someone starting from that Mm -hmm. well first I would say you know it's okay not to have the whole plan together it's okay to not have like you know everything laid out for you but one thing I would say is definitely do research, definitely put in the work, like the work is what's important because what I've noticed in my career is when I do all I can, that's when God steps in. So he's not going to step in until I've done everything that I need to do. I think a lot of times like we sit back and wait for God to make moves, but he's really waiting for us to step out on faith. So like I'll give you an example. Recently, I wanted to um you know, have a brand consultant with uh, like a brand development. And the program is about six months and it's a $5,000 like investment. And I was like, you know, that's a lot of money. Like, but when you believe in yourself and you know that you need something and I prayed about it and I say, hey God, like just confirm to me, like this is the step that I need to take in my career um, is making this investment. You know, he's gonna lead you in that way. So I would say definitely I would encourage emerging designers to like consult God and everything, include him in your business plan, do your research because that's important. Like getting experience and all of that stuff is really, really important. Like you can't just walk into a room and not know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. For one, people are going to take advantage of you. And for two, you should be like well versed and educated in everything that that you're doing. Like you should never come into a space and not know what you're doing. Um, so I'm like all for education. I think that's like important is to like educate yourself on what you're doing and, um, yeah, include God in everything. Like he's, even when you make mistakes, he's going to give you grace. Um, and he's going to give you another opportunity. Like there's been times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed that opportunity. Um, because my elevator pitch wasn't three minutes, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, but God gave me a promise. So if he gave me a promise, God is not a liar. He, he, his, his word doesn't reverse. So if he gave me a word and he gave me a promise, it's going to happen. Not the way that I thought it was going to happen, but it's going to happen. Um, so always keeping that in mind. <laughs> wow, that's good. Yeah. I need to practice my elevator pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, every time I think about packed vision, I'm like, how the heck do I explain packed vision? Because there's so much, mm-hmm. you know, that God is doing. But yeah. that is very encouraging. I feel like I'm learning from you, too. So I appreciate you just being so open to responding to my texts when I need help, too, because this is new. This is new for me. And mm-hmm. I, I know there's so many people out there that look up to you as well. And I want them to hear, like, 
the work that you've put in, but also where God has brought you, right? How he's literally been in your passenger seat this whole time throughout your journey and how he's going to continue to be that. So, yeah, and I think I think sometimes we, um, like I've had people like ask me like, how did you do X, Y, and Z? Sometimes I honestly don't have the answer and I'll just be like, honestly, it was God. Like, that's all I can tell you. Like there's been times like I've woken up and there's a $10,000 deposit in my bank account. I'm like, I don't even know where this came from. Like literally, um, you know, I, I got like a couple of grants and like things just have like happened in a sense where I'm just like, that wasn't me. I didn't even apply for whatever this is. How did you get my bank account number? Like, how did you, you know what I mean? I've had people like just randomly. I remember a lady like sent me a scripture. She zelled, no, she PayPal'd me. I don't even know if it's a lady, honestly. Someone PayPal'd me some money one time and like, it was like a scripture. And I was like, who is this? Like, who who sent me this money? I have no idea who it is. And so fast forward, like two years later, I found out who the person was. They ended up like messaging me on Instagram. But like, I found out that was the person who sent me money. But like, sometimes like you pray and you, you need things and like, it just happens and you don't, you don't know like how it happened, but God is your provider. So it's like, when you know that, you, you, you worry less. If that makes sense. You move different. You move different. You're definitely not moving too fast. You're sitting most of the time mm-hmm. and just realizing that he's your rock. No, I trip out when he does that. And I think that that's really sustained me is knowing that he literally is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide. Mm-hmm. And once you realize that, you're just like, oh, all right. Not that you don't do anything. You just become less stressed or worried. You know, God doesn't have plans to harm us. Mm-hmm. He has plans to prosper us. Right. And yeah, dude, even your crazy miracle story with your car. Yeah. Got blessed with a freaking car. Free car. Not only that, not only was the car free. Tell him but I got a prepaid visa card with $15,000 on it to pay for the fuel for the car. So I don't pay for gas for about two years, technically. Well, it's not gas, it's hydrogen. (laughs) Because my car is a hydrogen car. But like even that, like God blew my mind with that because I was thinking like, like of all these ways praying God, like, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you make that happen so that I can have the finances to buy a new car? And little did I know, he was preparing a way for me to receive a free car. And I'm over here trying to get financing and do all these other things. Mm. Like he was like, let me do it the way I want to do it. Stop telling me how to bless you. Like you're trying to control the way that I bless you. And that's not how this works. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably like, sit down. Like literally, that's what he told me. Like, I'm tired of you telling me how to bless you. (laughs) Stop telling me how to be God. (laughs) Okay, you just be human. You just stay down there on earth and, and, and keep that design. Yeah, yeah, Good design. You, you just you just focus on what you got going down there and I focus on I'm the big G up here, okay? <laughs> I'm the big G. Uh, you're the you're the little, I'm the big G. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing today on Packed Vision. Where can people follow you, keep up with you? What is your website? Yeah, so my website is www.sierrachayenne.com. It's C I A R A C H Y A N N E and then also I am on social media at Instagram at Sierra Cheyenne underscore. Um, And yeah, be on the lookout. I have some new collections coming, some new projects. I'm working on collaborations for the new year. So I'm super excited. Yes, I love that. She just dropped the snake 
friend, I don't want to butcher what it's called. Is that is that a coat? Yeah. It's like it's a it's a button up coat. Yeah. Button up coat. That is my favorite thing that she has made. I think it's so cute. But yes, check her out. Um, I pray that whoever was watching today is just inspired because the blessings and miracles that God has done in your life, the only way we can say is like because of God. Mm -hmm. Um, so I appreciate that and I want to continue to proclaim that from the rooftops on Packed Vision. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited (laughs) to see what else God's going to do because I know it's going to be a trip. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And I'm pretty sure we'll have a story later, Selena. We'll be like, oh my God, do you remember that time we filmed Packed Vision? Like, do you remember we had that convo? And like, look at us now. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah God works in mysterious ways. So. And then it started raining. Yeah, it started raining. <laughs> and then it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, friend. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.